Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where spirituality meets business. I am your host, Janet Hymas. I'm a certified sole purpose business coach, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, and a worldwide traveler. I am so grateful that you've decided to join me for my fourth episode on this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about all the spiritual things to help you learn how to monetize your soul purpose. Because let's face it, if we're going to be living here on earth, we might as well learn how to make money doing the things that we absolutely love. I am pretty excited about today's episode because it's something that I get asked often. If you're someone who wants to start a side hustle or start their own small business as a conscious entrepreneur, the most common question I often get is, how do I even get started? Where do I even begin? How do I get sales? How do I get clients? I'm going to cover a step-by-step guide that's going to allow you to learn how to set up your foundation, which is the first step before you start marketing your services, then get into how you can actually manifest more clients. If you've been following my podcast since inception, then you've noticed that I haven't released an episode in a while, and there's a reason for that. I decided to take a mindful break from the hustle and grind and enjoy summer, but also focus on my sound healing. I started a new side hustle. I've always been into instruments. I've always been into crystal bowls and sound baths, and I decided to go get trained and certified as a sound healer and hosted my first event around the Cancer Need Moon. Since then, I've been really focused on learning how to monetize my side hustle um, in my local community by throwing events and organizing and networking. So I've been a little busy, but also enjoying summer activities with family and friends just because right before the summertime, I was so busy, head down, just building my business, working on my business. And I realized that I just needed a break. But I'm back now and I'm so excited to dive into today's topic because it kind of ties in with the sound healing stuff. When I decided that I wanted to learn how to become a sound healer, I went and got certified and got trained and bought some instruments and started practicing so much. Once I finished my certification and built a little bit more confidence around how to lead a sound bath, I threw my first event at a local yoga studio in Charlotte, North Carolina. I paid about less than $200 for that sound bath training. And for that event, I made my money back. Of course, the instruments are way more than 200 bucks, but I know because I am throwing consistent events now, I'm going to make my money back pretty soon. I don't prioritize how much money I'm making or if I'm making profit or revenue. I prioritize the experience and transformation that I'm giving people while leading these sound baths. But I say all of that to say that in today's topic, I want to talk about how you can get started as someone who may have a new side hustle or wants to start their conscious business. I I've done this already multiple times through my digital marketing agency, my sound healing, and my coaching. So I'm going to teach you exactly how to get started yourself. The other day, I was at a cafe with a friend, and one of her friends told me that she feels so called to do self-development, self-love coaching but she doesn't know how to get started. She's not working full-time right now. She's been feeling a little hesitant around applying for a full-time job because she feels that it's going to take a lot of time away from her to focus on her coaching business. And she just said to me, 
I don't know how to get started. I don't even know where to begin or even how to begin. And that gave me an idea for my next podcast episode. If you've listened to a couple of my episodes in the past, then you'll know that I have no college degree. Everything that I know now has been through experience, making mistakes, learning from them, doing my research, being patient with myself when I didn't know how to do something, hiring mentors, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, reading books, and just exposing myself in environments that allowed me to grow and gain the experience and knowledge that I needed to be successful today. This process has allowed me to be in control of my time, my schedule, being able to travel randomly whenever I wanted, to be able to have the means and funds to do so, and also to manifest more fulfillment in my life because I'm doing the things that I love. So make sure you grab a pen and paper if you're driving, listening to this podcast, take mental notes and come back and listen to it later. But I'm really excited to share with you how to get started when it comes to building your side hustle or your conscious business. Please note that this step-by-step guide is intended for those who already know what they want to offer. For example, if you're an astrologer and you don't know yet what your products is, then you need to figure that out first. And I may do just a different podcast episode around that. But today, this episode is solely focused on telling you how to build your foundation, setting up your foundation before you start marketing your clients, then also learning a little bit on how to manifest sales, okay? The first step is setting up your foundation. A couple of things you need to keep in mind before you start marketing your services is knowing that you have to have a way to protect yourself in a situation if someone doesn't want to pay for the services you provide. Two, how are you going to invoice your clients and receive payments? And three, where do you plan to market your services? Is it going to be through social media? Is it going to be through local events and networking or just through word of mouth? Let's start with protecting yourself. One of the most common mistakes that I often see with my friends and with clients and something that I've done before is not having in writing the service that you plan to provide and confirming that this future customer agreed to paying you a certain amount for that service. So you can get really technical and super professional with this by using templates online. Google Docs has a statement of work or agreement template you could edit and modify. However, today I want to show you how you can do this in a very simple way that doesn't take a lot of time and effort. Once you've confirmed a sale with a new client or customer, someone who's like, hey, I want to work with you. I would like to sign up. Fabulous. Let's get started by you sharing your email address with me. I'm going to send you an email confirming our partnership. Once they've sent over their email address, I want you to open up your email and send them a message stating what you plan to provide and how much you want to charge. What you plan to provide does not need to be one sentence. It needs to be in details. So that way there is no confusion or question around what service you're providing. If you are a coach offering this person a three-month program where you're going to meet with them on a weekly basis for 60 minutes and they have unlimited access to you via Instagram and email and text, then have that in writing via email and also mention how much you plan to charge. 
The reason why is because later on, if they start doing things that are not part of your agreement, you can pull up that email again and say, Hey, um, you know, I see that you've been asking for a second 60 minute meeting on a weekly basis. I just want to, you know, show you that our agreement from from inception is just one 60 minute session, but you have access to me via email, text, and IG. Feel free to send over your messages through those communication methods. If you want to have a secondary 60 minute meeting with me, then I will have to charge for that service. And here's my hourly rate. So what you're creating here is a paper trail confirming what service you're providing and how much they're paying you for it. Once you've drafted that email stating what that service is going to look like and how much it's going to cost, you can go ahead and send it over to your new client. The goal here is to have them respond back saying, I agree, let's move forward. If they have any questions, they can definitely send them over and you address them. And once they have confirmed that they want to sign up with those terms, then you get into the invoicing part. Now, invoicing doesn't have to be complicated, okay? You have to decide if you want to send invoices at the start of each month or at the end of each month. I myself, as a coach, I tend to send invoices at the first of each month and give them like 15 business days to pay. I do this before I provide the service. And this is because of experience where I've had multiple people not pay even after I've provided service. So if you feel like you have some wiggle room and you want to be flexible with your clients, you and your client can definitely have a conversation around, hey, you know what, maybe I'll just send invoices at the end of each month after the service has been provided. But note that you do have only 10 days to be able to pay it without any interruptions in our partnership. So think about for a minute how you want to do your invoicing. Do you want to send it at the beginning of the month, in the middle of the month, at the end of the month, or do you want to send it on a weekly basis? You can negotiate with your client. Once you have solidified how your invoicing is going to look, think about how you want to receive payments. If you are someone who's going to have a registered LLC, then I would recommend using tools such as PayPal and QuickBooks. One of the options that I've seen people take is accepting payments through Vetmo or Zelle. Here's what I recommend. There are a lot of online free tools that help you generate an invoice and you don't have to pay for it. I always recommend for you to create an invoice on a monthly basis or bi-weekly or weekly, whatever way you want to do invoicing, it must have that person's name and contact information because it needs to be clear who you're sending this to and who it's coming from. So make sure you have your information on there too. This invoice needs to be detailed enough where if there's a situation that this person said that they paid you, but they never did saying because they didn't get an invoice, you could pull up the invoice again and show them when it was sent along with your email and also you know, any other details that are relevant for that question. But again, invoicing does not have to be complicated. That's why I recommend utilizing these free online tools. I'll make sure to link some down below. Once you've generated an invoice, think about how you want to get paid. Like I mentioned before, if you don't want to occur fees in your invoicing, there's always a way for you to add a message or you can put it in your email when you're ready to send the invoice, but put there how you want to get paid. You can say payment methods, Vetmo, and add in your username, Zelle, add in your username or phone number, PayPal, make sure you select friends and family in order to not occur any fees and you add in your email. When you do friends and family on PayPal and you have a personal PayPal account set up, not a business account, you won't occur fees. 
having your payment methods listed in the invoicing will make it very clear and concise for your future clients. Now that you know how you want to receive your payments and you have your invoice, then go ahead and send that over to your client. In your email, clarify once this invoice is paid, our service will begin and here are the next steps. Now that is up to you. If you want to send your invoices at the end of the month after the service is provided, make sure you communicate that to your client so there is no confusion and do this via email so there is paper trail. You can also have a conversation with them about this in case if you have a discovery or sales call. Uh, you guys can negotiate on the call about how you want invoicing to work, but make sure you write that down afterwards by sending a summary of your meeting because all of this is to protect you. Let's summarize a little bit around what we just talked about. Before you actually start providing service, make sure there is something in writing via email or in a partnership agreement that states what services you're going to provide to your client, how much you're going to charge, when invoicing will happen, and we have their signature on that agreement or them replying back stating, I agree, I'd like to move forward, yes, so that way, in case in the future, if there's an issue, you have everything in writing to protect yourself. This is also to protect them, not just about you. They're paying you for a service. They need to know what they're getting. Once you have solidified what that agreement is going to look like, either in a document or via email, confirm how you want to receive your payments. If you don't want to incur any fees, utilize tools like Vetmo, Zelle, or PayPal. Now that we talked about invoicing and agreements, let's move on to the next step. The next step is knowing where you want to market your services and how. I'm not going to utilize this entire podcast episode to go over a marketing strategy because it's a lot of information. But for now, I'm going to give you a couple simple steps to help you get started and to not feel like you're lost in the wilderness of digital marketing and sales. Number one, Start in your local community. A lot of communities have websites like Eventbrite where many people go and post networking events or post workshops and classes with similar offerings such as yours. Don't let fear of judgment hold you back from attending some of these events, such as going to these networking gatherings and meeting other people and letting them know what you do. Have some business cards with you so that way people know how to get in contact in case if they want to work with you or be able to refer you to someone else. People won't know what you have to offer if you don't talk about it. Networking events is the perfect way to get yourself out there, meet other people, and you could possibly even collaborate with others in helping you expand your reach. Attending workshops and classes similar to your offering will allow you to learn from others. By seeing what successful people are doing, you can come up with your own strategy and get more experience and exposure in your industry. It's very common for local communities to also host events during the day that promotes local businesses or even health and wellness so if you're like, for example, a Reiki healer and you see that your local community is hosting a World Wellness Day festival, why don't you reach out to them and see if you can set up a table? Maybe you can charge an hour or 30 minutes for your service when people come up to your table and you can also share your business card so people can reach out to you 
at a later time if they want to receive your offering. Anyone can do this, not just a Reiki healer. Me, myself, and I, as a sound healer, I could go to so many different types of festivals and events and set up a table with my bowls and give private sessions This is a great opportunity for people to get to know who you are and what you have to offer. So start in your local community. One other thing that I want to say about working in your community, sharing your gifts, is hosting a class or a workshop. Let's say you're a nutritionist and you love helping people improve their wellness. You can go to eventbrite.com and create an event where for one or two hours you host an in-person event, maybe at your house or at an event space. It really just depends on what your budget is. And you invite people to come over and you teach them on how to improve their health and wellness. The difference between you giving one-on-one coaching, you're giving group coaching, and it's just this one-time event. Maybe you do this consistently on a monthly or bi-weekly basis. So don't underestimate the potential that you have in sharing your gifts and getting some sales through your local community. Another way to get some more sales and getting some more clients is through marketing. And the easiest way to do that is through social media. Don't worry about being on Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube. Don't worry about being on all of the platforms. When you're first getting started, focus on one or two platforms that you can use cohesively. For example, I like using Instagram and TikTok. My primary platform is Instagram. And that's because I feel much more comfortable sharing carousel posts and images and graphics versus constantly having to record video content on TikTok. TikTok's algorithm is very unique. And in order to be successful on there, it does require you to consistently post on a daily basis or multiple multiple times a day. If you have the energy to do that, then by all means, go on TikTok because it is very easy to go viral if you are posting consistently. For me personally, I don't like posting all the time, all day, every day. And I don't always suggest this to my clients either. I like to always give a warning to my clients that if they want to market their business on TikTok, expect to put in the work. So for me personally, I utilize mostly Instagram and every once in a while I'll post on TikTok. On Instagram, it's a little bit lighter. You can still post every day if you want to multiple times a day. Gary Vee actually recommends that. He loves seeing people and businesses post seven to eight times a day. But if you don't have the time or resources to do that, then don't worry about it. What's important here when it comes to posting on social media is getting in front of the right people. Don't worry about reaching the masses Worry about reaching the people who are going to buy your service. And how are you going to do that? Does that mean you're going to just post all the time about your product and service and sale? No. In order for people to buy from you, they need to trust and know that you are an expert in your field. You can do that by educating and providing free value. This would look like advice, tips, and insights. So for me, if you go and look on my Instagram, I don't post every day. Sometimes I have this motivation to post like every day, multiple times a day, but I don't do that often. But when I do post, either I post something personal and authentic where I'm inspiring people or sharing a little bit about my life, or I post some more educational, valuable insights and tips around certain topics that's within my niche. If you are a coach and you specialize in self-esteem and trauma work. 
you can provide tips on how people can do practices at home to release trauma. You could also share tips on how to build self-esteem and confidence. You can also educate them using studies and stats and science to show them why it's important to work through trauma and to build a self-esteem. When people learn the why behind certain things, they feel more inclined to listen because if you can provide proof and an understanding around why this is important, why X, Y, and Z is important, they may say to themselves, okay, I need to listen because this resonates with me. Not everyone's going to connect with your content. There may be some people who don't give two shits about building their self-esteem because they feel like they're confident. That's okay. We're not looking to market your services or your offerings or even educate everyone. We just want to educate and teach and help people who actually are interested. So when you decide to jump on social media, either on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, or Facebook, or TikTok, think about how you can educate your audience and provide value. Then you can sprinkle in some sales. Ideally, it would be nice for people to get to know you at a personal level as well. So showing your personality, showing some of your personal life will provide a level of authenticity into your content strategy and people will be able to resonate with you at a deeper level. Nobody can resonate with the pitch perfect person always looking great on social media because let's face it, guys, social media is not always honest. There's a lot of fake social media out there. So show up as the real you, teach people about what you know, give them free value, educate them. So that way they realize hey, I need to pay attention. This is something that's going to be beneficial to me. Then you go in for the sale. A couple other things I want to let you know when it comes to social media. These social media platforms are often changing their algorithm, such as how many hashtags you should use, which hashtags you should use, uh, trending sounds, when to post, what not to post. All of that definitely contributes to the success of your social media. However, I don't want you to focus so much on that right now and just really Focus on honing in your messaging and the value you bring to your online community. I've seen a lot of social media profile bios with not enough information. Ideally, you want to have your name, your title, a value statement, and a call to action. Let people know who you are and tell them how you can help them. And by having a value statement, I'm sorry, and by having a call to action, they'll know how to get in touch with you. So it could look something like, I help people learn how to build their self-esteem. And you can provide some personal facts like pet lover, loves to travel. If you're interested in learning more about self-esteem, make sure you follow. Or the call to action can look like, click the link below to book a one-on-one session. Don't overthink it. It's very important for the bio to say who you are and what you have to offer. So that way there's no confusion. Once you've got the hang of it, of you know sharing your message, sharing tips and advice and education through graphics or videos and whatever form you want to deliver that, then you can start getting into more of the specifics such as when should I be posting? Um, what are some of the algorithm changes? And you can do that by following you know people like myself or following other successful marketing gurus online that show you how to do that. Knowledge is power, my friends. And the more you take in this information and you apply it, the more you will see success.
One final advice when it comes to social media is please do not be that person who sends 10 million DMs on a daily basis to people who you think will buy your product. If you have not started a conversation with them or have been interacting with them for some time and you just go in for a cold pitch, the likelihood of them signing up for your service, it's very slim. And most likely they will just delete your message or block you. I have definitely blocked a lot of people because they just send me so many DMs and I'm like, that does, like, I don't understand how that works. How are you going to try to get someone to buy from you if they have no idea who you are? Build a relationship with them first by interacting with their content for some time. Sales don't always come in immediately, my friends, okay? It takes time and patience. So if you want to utilize social media to get customers and clients, then know that it patience is required. And if you do want to use DMs, direct messages to do that, I don't recommend sending a bunch of DMs on a daily basis, just sending out your offer. What I recommend is following your target audience, interacting with them, having conversations with them through their posts, letting them know that you see their content, you see them. But of course, don't be unauthentic as well, right? I want you to be truly yourself, be intentional. Don't just interact with someone just because you want to get their money. Always just fall back to why you are doing what you're doing. Be purposeful with your work. After you've had a couple of interactions with them via Instagram and you've, you know, you're, they're pretty much like a warm lead, then you can slide into their DMs and start having some conversation, but don't go immediately with the pitch because then they're just going to think that you were using them this whole time and that you were just doing all of that just because. Build meaningful relationships first before you go in for the sale. And you may be surprised how many people will reach out to you before you reach out to them because you've been interacting with their content. That has happened to me many times where I've gone and followed a bunch of people who I feel like we are in alignment in so many ways, not just because I think they're my target audience. We've interacted with each other. We respond to each other's stories and little comments here and there. Then they reach out to me after a few weeks or months saying, hey, I noticed that you do X, Y, and Z. I'd like to work with you. That's natural, organic. It does take time, but it's worth it because you don't have to go in for the pitch. If you found any of this information helpful, please let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have more questions, feel free to reach out on Instagram. My username is underscore Janet Hymas underscore. I'll link it down below. I am so grateful that you tuned in and I really hope that you found this information valuable and helpful. And if you want to learn more, if you want to dive deeper into all of this on how to get started, I do offer one-on-one coaching and consultations. So shoot me a DM on Instagram and let's get started. I love you all and I look forward to seeing you at the next one.